everyone for being here today. This meeting is being held by WebEx pursuant to the governor's executive orders and mayoral emergency proclamation suspending and modifying requirements for in-person meetings. During the coronavirus disease emergency COVID-19, the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee will convene remotely until this committee is legally authorized to meet in person. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda. Each speaker will be allowed three minutes to speak. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available by phone call by calling 415-655-0001. Again, 415-655-0001. Zero 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 one. Access code is two four nine one four five three two two eight two. Again, that's two four nine one four five three two two eight two. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, dial star three to be added to the speaker line. Best practices are to call from a quiet location. Speak clearly and slowly and turn down your television or radio. Alternatively, you may submit public comment via email to cgobo.committee at sfgov.org and it will be forwarded to the committee and will be included as part of the official file. Please note that this meeting is recorded and will be available at sfgovtv.org. Um, may I read the Ramaytush land acknowledgement now? Please. We acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula as the indigenous stewards of this land. And in accordance with their traditions, the Ramaytush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders and relatives of the Ramaytush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. Chair McHugh, may I take roll? Please. Member Crawford? Here. Member Larkin? Present. Member Gein? Here. Thank you. Vice Chair Matthews? Present. Chair McHugh? Here. Member Pantoja? Present. Member Post? Here. And Member Sanderlin? Present. We have a quorum. The meeting is started at 9.35 for the record. Chair McHugh, may I go on to agenda item two? Yeah, is this a good time to ask oh. Pia to introduce herself? Yes, thank you. Joining us for the first time, welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, 
I'm Pia Gein. Uh, I am new to the committee. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I uh, actually am the Chief Administrative Officer at SPUR here based in San Francisco. Um, and um, I'm really excited to be able to participate and to serve the city of San Francisco, which is a city that is very, very special to me and dear to my heart. So um, yeah, that's kind of it. Great, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. So now may I go on to agenda item two? Yes, please. Opportunity for the public to comment on any, any matters within the committee's jurisdiction that are not on the agenda. Let's see. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415 6550001 access code 2491-453-2282, then pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have three minutes. I don't see any hands raised, so may we close public comment for this item? Yeah. Thank you. May I go on to agenda item three? Yes, thank you. Approval with possible modification of the minutes of the April 25th, 2022 meeting. And before before the committee um, starts to debate this, just Pia, for your information, I'm Ken Rue. I'm a deputy city attorney. I staff these meetings. So welcome aboard and uh, thank you for your service. Just uh, something we, we want to inform all of our new members as they come on is typically you're going to be asked to vote in this case on an item that you don't have any personal knowledge of. You weren't here at the previous meeting and you're being asked to review the meeting minutes. Under the charter and other open law, open meetings laws, the general idea is you can vote on a matter that you don't have personal uh, knowledge of, relying on good faith of your fellow committee members. So if your other committee members say, this looks fine to us, we were here, you should feel free to vote yes on it. If you'd wanna abstain, then we need to have the committee take a motion to allow you to abstain, take a vote on that, and then allow you to abstain. So I just wanted to give you the heads up on that before we sort of started discussing that. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them for you. Okay, okay great, thank you. Sure. Okay, should we go to public comment first? Well, does anyone have any, do we do public comment first or do any members have any comments? I think we typically do uh, sort of a, uh, committee discussion comment section and then and then we go to public okay. comment. Yeah, if there's anything any members would like to um, speak up about, please go ahead. Brian? Yeah, I mean, they, they look fine to me and there was a note in there on the liaison report that that we did and it said that I would be working with them. Roseanne to get some information out 
that MTA staff were going to provide to us sometime after the meeting, which we did. Roseanne, good work. So we're, we're square on that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, any other member comments? Okay. Um, Roseanne, should we go to public comment? Sure, thank you. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, access code 2491-453-2282, and then press pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have three minutes. So I don't see any hands raised for public comment. May I close public comment? Yeah, let's go ahead and take a member vote then. I'll make a motion to accept the minutes. I'll second. Okay. So I'll go to um, the vote to approve the minutes. Um, Member Crawford? Aye. Member Larkin? Aye. Member Gein? Aye. Vice Chair Matthews? Aye. Chair McHugh? Aye. Member Pantoja? Aye. Member Post? Aye. Member Sanderlin? Aye. Uh, the, the minutes are approved. Okay. Chair McHugh, may I go on to item four? Yes, thank you. Discussion and possible action regarding adoption of AB 361 resolution for policy bodies, such as Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee to meet during the COVID-19 emergency via teleconference. Resolved that the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee finds as follows. The state of California and the city remain in a state of emergency due to the COVID-19 pandemic. At this meeting, the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee has considered the circumstances of the state of emergency. State and city officials continue to recommend measures to promote physical distancing and other social distancing measures in some settings. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, conducting meetings of this body in person would present imminent risk to the safety of attendees and the state of emergency continues to directly impact the ability of members to meet safely in person. Further resolve that for at least the next 30 days, meetings of the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee will continue to occur exclusively by teleconferencing technology and not by any in-person meetings or any other meetings with public access to the places where any policy body member is present for the meeting. Such meetings of the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee that occur by teleconferencing technology will provide an opportunity for members of the public to address this body and will otherwise occur in a manner that protects the statutory and constitutional rights of parties and the members of the public attending the meeting via teleconferencing. 
Further resolved that the Secretary and staff of the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee is directed to place a resolution substantially similar to this resolution on the agenda of a future meeting of the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee within the next 30 days if the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee does not meet within the next 30 days, the staff is directed to place a such resolution on the agenda of the next meeting of the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee. Do we need to go to any um, member discussion? Does that, does any member have a comment? Okay. So um, may I go to public comment? Yes. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, access code 2491-453, 2282, then pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have three minutes. I don't see any hands raised. So may I close public comment and go on to um, approval of this yeah i'll make a motion to accept this item i'll second this is lauren lauren thank you so i have matthews and post may i take a vote to approve yes member crawford aye Member Gein? Aye. Member Larkin? Aye. Vice Chair Matthews? Aye. Chair McHugh? Yes. Member Pantoja? Aye. Member Post? Aye. Member Sandlin? Aye. Okay. The resolution is approved. Okay, Chairman, let's move Chairman. to item five. Thank you. Presentation from various departments regarding the 2008 and 2012 Clean and Safe Neighborhood Parks Geo Bonds and possible action by the committee in response to such presentation. I need to pass the presenter ball to Alex Ching. see what's going on here. There we go. There you go, Alex. Thanks, Rosanne. Great. Good morning, everyone. I'm Stacy Bradley. I'm the um, Director of Capital and Planning at the Rec and Park Department. I'll start the presentation and then hand it over to my colleague, Shannon. Um, 
And this is my first time presenting in front of all of you. So I think maybe we take questions in between. I don't know um, our presentations, but um, I'm, we're happy to do whatever works best for you all. Uh, next slide, please. We um, are doing really well in our 2012 bond um, and 2008. 2008 is complete. Um, we have spent 100% of the bond and interest. Um, in 2012, we are at 89% of our bond issuances spent or encumbered um, and 76 projects are complete with uh, the remaining, well, we'll I'll talk about um, the remaining balance uh, through the rest of the slides, but can go into more detail. Um, as well, if there are questions after the presentation. Okay, go ahead to the next slide. Thanks. Um, all of our named parks are open um, to the public. Rossi Pool was the last one that we opened this past this year. Uh, it was completed in December and opened to the public in February. Um, you can see the list of all of the other named uh, neighborhood park projects as well listed below. Um, recently, we also opened Margaret Hayward, which is a, um, both of them have been very transformational to the community. Next slide, please. Here we have Let's Play SF. This was this was originally called the Failing Playgrounds project when we sold the bond. Um, nine playground projects are open to the public. You can see McLaren Playground, Redwood Grove on the left and West Portal on the right um, with the dragon and the rainbow. And uh, we have three that are currently in planning and design, Buchanan Street Mall, Stern Grove, and Richmond Playgrounds. We've received uh, multiple grants to leverage the funds at Buchanan Street Mall. We've also included funding from the 2020 bond for the Buchanan Street Mall project. And we are now at almost 100% um, fully funded for all five blocks. So it's uh, very exciting for us to deliver that that play the whole um, park in the Western Edition, and then one of the playgrounds has is just in the middle of it's been an award phase. We've received the bids and um, expect to go to commission in July to award the contract and then start construction later on this year. That's at Hearst Playground. It's in um, the southeast, right next to Sunnydale. Next slide, please. For our Community Opportunity Fund, we have um, two, one project currently in construction, the Waller Street Skate Park. That's in Golden Gate Park at the very eastern edge. Um, we've also recently completed Bayview, which we leveraged um, multiple other fund sources to deliver um, a really meaningful space out there. You can see it on the upper left. There's a playground. Uh, the ball fields has, um, was, we, shift, we shifted the orientation um, to make it a, um, easier to access and more successful park. Um, and then we also recently opened the Lake Merced uh, North Lake Boat Dock, which you can see on the right. This is for uh, mostly geared towards dragon boat racing. And uh, it's been great to see people out on the, um, using the dock and rowing the boats. Um, on the remaining projects, um, oh, sorry, Jerry Commons is in the wrong spot. I missed that. Uh, that one is completed as well. And um, also included Let's Play SF funding. Um, and then Fillmore Chirk is, uh, we're um, had some issues with the uh, the bidder that we, we um, bid it out. And then the contractor decided that it was needed to pull their bid. Um, 
due to administrative error uh, issues on, mostly on their part and then also some finance financing challenges. So we took the opportunity to look for some additional funding to be able to deliver um, more of the park furnishings that we had value engineered out. Um, so we will be rebuilding this package uh, shortly, and then that will go into construction um, the end of this year or early next year. Next slide, please. Uh, water conservation, all projects are complete. Um, trails, Phil Arnold in Golden Gate Park, Oak Woodlands is complete. McLaren Park Trails is in design and Golden Gate Park Middle Lake, which is using both trails and um, Golden Gate Park citywide funds is um, in bid and award. We expect to issue the, um, the request, the RFP shortly, and there will be new trails around the refurbished lake. And then forestry, we have completed the Golden Gate Park dog play area forestry component and Lake Merced um, trails, which is using both trails and forestry funding um, is expected to go into construction. Oh, there's, I'm sorry, there's another typo in the summer, uh, in fall actually of 2022. Um, next slide, please. Here are some images for you all. Uh, this is Alice Chalmers, one of our most successful Let's Play SF um, projects. You can see the before and the after here. We really we were able to maximize this small space by getting some really good height um, in the in that unique um, structure. Next slide. This is Garfield Square. We're able to open it up with the uh, windows and the beautiful mural on the top. And we shifted um, the design of the space so that created to create more of an um, accessible open area with um, an aquatic center with a courtyard in between the clubhouse and the pool. Where is that located, Garfield Square? Oh, sorry, this is in the mission. Where in the mission? Um, let me get it exactly. Thank you. It is on 25th. Um, oh, sorry, I just lost it. And Harrison. And Harrison. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Next slide, please. Here's George Christopher. This is in Diamond Heights um, on the top of Glen Canyon. And this also. Um, you can sort of see this is the main play area and then it goes back into a toddler play area and um, it, it's connected with this blue, um, the, the blue creek of running through both of the play areas. And we were able to keep the mid-century modern play elements um, that's off to the left. You can see a little bit of the, the yellow um, on the edge of the picture. That was another really successful uh, renovation. Next slide, please. Here we um, are looking forward to completing and wrapping up the 2012 bond um, over the next year or so, especially delivering on our citywide pro um, programs at McLaren, Lake Merced, and Golden Gate Park. We have done our first issuance of the 2020 Health and Recovery Bond, which I will be reporting on next time, I believe, on before all of you. Um, we have sold the bond, the um, funds for the named projects all on the left-hand side, Buchanan, Jean Friend, the new rec center at Hearst Playground, India Basin, Japantown Peace Plaza, um, and uh, the Seniors Park in Golden Gate Park. And then we also have sold some of the funding for um, 
our citywide parks program, including Portsmouth Square, we have all of the funds for that one as well. And I believe that is the end of my presentation and I will hand it over to Shannon to give you information about waterfront parks. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Um, good morning, committee members. My name is Shannon Cairns and I work at the Port of San Francisco. I'll be going through the waterfront parks funded by the 2008 and 2012 bonds. Um, so for 2008, eight out of 10 of the projects are complete. The Tulare Park is postponed indefinitely and the other one we're not fully calling complete is Crane Cove Park. And um, I'll talk about that more in the 2012 bonds because that was also funded through the 2012 bonds. So for the 2012 bonds, we have three complete projects. One is the Cruise Terminal Plaza. The next is Crane Cove Park. So Crane Cove Park is delivered really as a part of, as by three, three pro, as three projects. And so there's one of them that is going to be complete this month, which is why we're not calling it 100% complete over there on the 2008 bond. But um, the two parts that are complete are the park itself and 19th and Georgia Street um, roadway repair project. Um, we have three Excuse me, Shannon. Can you please, um, is there any way to turn up your mic or get closer to it? No, it's okay. Oh. I just have a street sweeper going by right now. It's almost gone. Okay. Okay, thank you. Is it better? Can you hear me? Yes, that's better. Thank you. It's better for me. Um, okay, so the 19th and Georgia Street Roadway project um, that is part of Cranco Park is also complete. We have three projects in design and environmental review. One is Agua Vista Park. That park is being delivered as a part of the Mission Bay Ferry Landing. So that, um, so the Agua Vista Park project schedule is tied to um, Mission Bay Ferry Landing. And as Mission Bay Ferry Landing funding is not fully secured, it, um, the majority of the funding is um, from Regional Measure 3, which has been tied up in legislation or in lawsuits, not legislation. And um, we have had some move, heard about movement on that. And um, so we expect that funding to be secured this year. So uh, Alga Vista Park is nearly complete in design. The final bits of design will be done when we do the bid package, the complete bid package for Mission Bay Ferry Landing and Alga Vista Park. We expect to put that out to bid in 2023 and the construction will take place in 2024. Islaya's Creek Improvements Project is, um, is going through design um, right now. In 2022, we'll put it out to bid and construction will be in 2023. The Pier 27 Public Art Project um, design is supposed to take place um, starting now through May 2023 with construction complete in May 2023 or in 2023. We have two projects under construction, Heron's Head Park. The majority of that work was completed in um, 2021. Um, there was some remaining funds. So with the remaining funds, they're adding some signage components. And so that will be um, done and um, completed um, by August, 2023. Um, and then building 49 at Crane Cove Park, that's the last of what I referenced the three Crane Cove Park projects. 
So that one is in substantial completion. We have a, a paddleboarding tenant already in the building and the port is working on an agreement with the YMCA to, um, to be in the building and do services out of there. And so can go on to- Shannon, Shannon. Why are some of these delayed? Sort of the, the three under design environmental review when these bonds were approved in 2012, these seem like very large delays to me. Yeah, well, the Agua Vista Park is because of Mission Bay Ferry Landing. Um, the, I got that, okay. And then Islaus Creek Improvements, that was originally a project having, the, the concept for that project was a pedestrian bridge. And it was originally delayed because other um, city departments had projects in the area. Um, PUC had a project, I think, I know it was PUC. I'm not sure if it was MTA also had a project in the area. And so we needed to coordinate um, the project with their work, but their work was unknown. So physically in the area, we could not make plans and determine how and if the bridge was feasible without knowing what was happening with the, um, the infrastructure in the area. And then um, when we were able to get in there, we did a study, um, the money spent so far for that part of the bond was spent on a study to understand the feasibility of doing a pedestrian bridge in that area. And what we learned from that study was that it was financially infeasible to do the pedestrian bridge. The other thing that happened in the meantime was the um, Waterfront Resilience Program did a lot of their planning and study work for what to do with resilience on along, along the port property along the waterfront. And this area was identified as possibly needing um, resilience work. And so it would have been, it would have been, I think, irresponsible to put a lot of money into a facility, a pedestrian facility there that might be undone by um, when decisions were made about what kind of resilience work was needed in an area to protect that area. And so we knew that we had a project in the area that was um, focusing on um, signage and community and history of the Islaus Creek area. And so the funds were moved to that aspect of the project. And, um, and we've been able to, to do good work there. And um, I don't know, I could send you um, more pictures. I think there's some photos in the report that came about the signage work that's um, happening in Slays Creek on the north and south sides with this funding. We are also able to leverage some other funds, some gifts um, to do an art project with a piece of the Cobra Crane that was um, the last piece of the Cobra Crane that had been operating in the area. Um, there's been a lot of community um, input also from the labor community on this project. So that's that was the long delay of this funding that project. Thank the, you. Yeah, you're welcome. The Pier 27 public art project, the delay in there, um, all, all of this predated my time at the port. So um, I will tell you what I understand is there was um, a lot, maybe some back and forth with the Arts Commission about hiring an artist for this. And then I think more recently in the last couple of years, this has been a victim of um, COVID that um, we port had a lot of staff that was put on um, disaster service worker assignments. We've had you know, a lot of retirements and 
um, I think we're going to start really focusing on this Pier 27 public art project um, this year. Um, I don't, uh, I think that it's been um, a victim of, of COVID. I think with the Arts Commission and with the port, um, moving this one forward. Okay, thanks. I just think you know, we can move on. It's just, it just seems it's just when voters approve these projects, we expect them to be done in a timely fashion. And um, I understand there are always unforeseen uh, items that pop up and make your job more difficult. But, um, you know, it just, it's, it's for example, with, with, you know, MTA and PUC didn't know what they were going to do. That holds you up. But maybe you could have gone ahead with the pedestrian bridge study while they're trying to get their act together. So that wouldn't have been delayed. But then, of course, your point is yes. But then resilience came in and that was later. I mean, I get all that. But I just would urge you to just keep always, please, moving these bond projects forward as quickly as you can to meet voter expectations. Thank you. Hear you. Yes. Yeah. Um, Heron's Head Park. Well, I think I went through these. That Heron's Head Park is, yeah, the, the original scope is complete. Building 49 is in substantial completion. Any other questions? Moving on. And so this is just a, a graphic showing um, where we are with the projects for, um, we are in 2022, and you can see that all the projects are in design or construction um, and everything. But Agua Vista Park, we expect to be completed in um, next year. And again, Agua Vista Park is because it is tied to the Mission Bay Ferry Landing Project for delivery. I have a question. Yeah. This is Bart Pantoa. Um, so in, in going back just a little bit to the, uh, so the bridge you're talking about, is that the Islas Creek improvements, the bridge that got delayed or the yeah. walkway, pedestrian walkway? Okay. Yeah. So what I understand of that for the, for the uh, commissioners is that the original plan was basically too expensive. That sound about right? Yes. It didn't be. It didn't fit in the budget. Yes. So, so to your to to your uh, point, uh, Commissioner Post, I agree with you. <laughs> but it's been a lot, so we love to see something happen here. Thank you. You're welcome. Question. Hi. Uh, looks like I got the floor. Just um, have you had any COVID-related contractor delay claims on any of these projects? We have not. Good. Have you had any kind of delay claims on any of these projects? Not trying to put no. you on the spot. Okay. okay. I, 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 I can't think of any. No. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, if you think of any, you know, could you let us know via email next, you know, for the next meeting or, you know, in some fashion, but I'm glad to hear that you don't have any COVID. That's, that's all I have. Okay, do we have any other member comments or questions or input before we move on to public comment? 
No. Should we move to public comment? Roseanne, I think you're muted. Thank you. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, access code 2491-453-2282, then pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have three minutes. I don't see any hands raised, so may I close public comment? Yes. So public comment is closed for this item. May I go on to agenda item six? Yes, thanks, Roseanne. Liaison Report 2008 San Francisco General Hospital Go Bond Program and Trauma Center Earthquake Safety Go Bond Program and 2016 Public Health and Safety Go Bond Program. And um, the liaison is Member Crawford. Good morning, fellow committee members. Um, I am the new liaison for both of these bond programs, um, and this is my first report, so um, send me good vibes. <laughs> Joe Chin, who is the program manager um, for both of these bonds at the Department of Public Works, and I met last month. He gave me a really excellent introduction, um, specifically to the 2016 Public Health and Safety Bond um, and all of its components. I have not yet had the opportunity to visit any of these projects. Um, I really hope to be able to do that over the next couple of months. Um, you all have the quarterly status report. Um, I'd like to highlight a few accomplishments and talk really briefly about some challenges. And then I did invite Joe to um, be here with us today. And I think there might be a few project managers um, in attendance also, so that they can probably answer um, any questions that you all might have um, and speak a little bit more intelligibly about these, these challenges or these projects since I'm relatively new. Um, the bond, this 2016 bond has six components with many projects under each. Um, and I'm still, you know, working to get familiar with it. Um, as you all probably know from, I think the previous report, all bond sales for the 2016 program have been completed as of March, 2022, the expenditure total um, is a little over 219.6 million, I believe. And the encumbrances are uh, just about 70.5 million, which represents 83% of the total bond program budget. Um, a few accomplishments, the Southeast Health Center is not too far um, behind schedule and about 90% complete. I believe this should be complete over the next few months. Um, the, the quarterly report includes some great recent photos of the completed dental suite, the lobby, um, and some nice um, shots, aerial shots of the exterior. 
the other community health clinics, um, the Maxine Hall Health Clinic is currently in closeout phase. Um, again, from previous reports, you might have already known, or maybe even some of you were in attendance. Um, there, the clinic moved in in October 2021, and there was a ribbon cutting in November 2021. Um, there's some cooling system work that's still going on there um, that should be wrapped up by the end of Q3. The Castro Mission Health Clinic should be done this month. Um, in fact, there's a sense of urgency and maybe a little bit of political pressure to get that done during Pride Month. Um, there's also in the report some really great updated photos um, of the interior, which looks beautiful in this, this new clinic. Um, Zuckerberg Building 5. Okay, so this I hope Joe can speak to. Um, this is a very complicated project, very constricted schedules, very tightly wound spaces. Um, it is complicated. Um, and like I said, if you have questions about the, you know, pages of this in the report, I hope Joe can talk about your or answer them. Um, but I will say in the next few years, this is going to be an extremely busy project um, as the team works to complete. I believe there's an additional six projects in this component or will be over the next few years. Um, those will be completed over the next few years. The neighborhood fire stations, um, the hose tower removal is complete in five of the six stations. Um, and the final one, 15, um, fire station 15, um, will be replaced. The um, tower, the hose tower will be replaced for historic preservation reasons um, in 2023. The homeless services sites, um, again, Joe can provide a bit more information on these projects. Um, what I can say is that the city's capital planning committee has approved an addi additional funding for um, two of the city-owned shelters, uh, or the two city-owned shelters on Polk Street, one on Polk and one on Fifth Streets, um, and this has increased the scope um, of the project for these two sites. So those are those will also be completed um, over the next year, I believe, for two years. But Joe can speak a little bit more about that. That's all I have. Are there any questions? Thank you, Andrea. That was a very thorough liaison report. Thank you. Okay. Oh, Brian has a question. Sure. Yeah, it's it's for Joe. Uh, Joe, how you doing? Uh, Morning, Brian. That that really wasn't my question, though I'm concerned. You know, <laughs> um, I wanted to follow up on the 2008 bond that you and I worked on some some time ago. Um, last I heard, the city was making a claim against uh, the bonding company. I think for some of the sub, either the either the GC or, or some of the subs. Do you have a status on that? Sure, Member Larkin, good question and good memory of uh, what happened many, many years ago. Uh, yeah, so for the 2008, uh, we recently actually, I think it was signed within the last month, a settlement agreement between the city and the design uh, firm. 
so that has been finalized now. So all the, as far as I know, all the outstanding litigation for the 2008 uh, geobond program have been completed and resolved. Excellent, glad to hear that. And I do remember things from 2008, um, things from 10 minutes ago. Less. <laughs> but anyway, good talking to you, Joe. I think that closes us, closes my questions out for that forever and ever. Okay, if there's no other member comments or questions, should we go to public comment, Roseanne? Yes. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, access code 2491-453-2282, then pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have three minutes. I don't see any hands raised. May I close public comment? Yes, thanks Roseanne. Thank you, public comment is closed. Chair McHugh, may I go to agenda item seven? Yes. Opportunity for committee members to comment or take action on any matters within the committee's jurisdiction. 7A, audits unit, public integrity reviews. B, performance unit, public perception survey project. C, CSA division, updates and work plan. D, public finance, upcoming bond issuances. And E, CGO BOC fiscal year 2022 to 2023 work plan and meeting dates. Good morning, everyone. This is Peg Stevenson. I'm the director of the performance part of the uh, controller city services auditor unit. And um, I'm the master of ceremonies for this agenda item. Um, I'll run through it as quickly as we can because I think uh, Member Gein has to go at 11 and I think you want to make sure that you get to everything on the list if we can. Um, and then I'll call on colleagues uh, as we step through. So first, um, 7A, the audits unit. Again, the committee has asked for um, continuous updates on the public integrity series of work that our audits unit has been performing. So I'll turn that over to Mark De La Rosa to speak to. Great. Thank you, Peg. Uh, good morning, committee members. Uh, Chair McHugh, uh, Mark De La Rosa from CSA Audits on this item 7A. Uh, since our last meeting in April, uh, CSA Audits has issued our 10th uh, public integrity report. Um, this latest one, which was a follow-up to our refuse rate setting process assessment uh, that's based on additional reviews and meetings with Recology. Uh, this uh, particular assessment had six findings and six recommendations uh, surrounding transparency in the air rate setting process. Uh, we are continuously working on um, additional ones um, uh, that's part of our public integrity reviews. Uh, one is on our 24-month update uh, to the re uh, recommendations that we've led so far, which totals uh, over 60 recommendations as part of our PI work product. 
We're also working on an audit of the landfill agreement uh, for the city, as well as a uh, SFPC Public Utilities Commission uh, procurement process assessment. Um, we continuously uh, review uh, our line of work, and uh, that's pretty much the, uh, the extent of what we know uh, to date in terms of our additional uh, assessments. Happy to answer any questions that you have. If there's no questions for Mark on that, we'll go to 7B. Um, this is a project that the GOBAC has requested. It will be the second in a series of tests of public uh, customer satisfaction, basically, of bond projects. Um, it benefits both yourselves and the departments that are uh, building these projects and our own in the controller's office collection of public opinion. So um, on my staff, Emily Von Solos has been um, running the work so far, and she's had a couple of liaison meetings to uh, share your ideas about the issues and design with your uh, member, Bart Pantoja. So I will turn it over to Emily just to give you a couple of highlights of the progress to date. Thanks, Peg. And just to confirm, I'm coming through. Okay, great. Um, so we have, as Peg mentioned and updated you all at the last meeting, we had engaged the contractor. At this point, we have already started surveying and the contractor is already out in Willy Wuwu Wong um, about halfway through the intercept surveys. So as a reminder, um, this public satisfaction survey will have two stages at each of the two sites. The two sites are Willy Wuwu Wong and the Stanyan Street Edge. Both of these underwent large bond programs that completed in the last two years. Um, the two surveying stages, the first one is an intercept survey that's about uh, eight minutes and it's about 900 respondents in each, in each park. Um, during that intercept survey where um, uh, the park users are being asked to rate different aspects of the park and the renovation, uh, if they volunteer to be interested in an interview, the second stage of the data collection is a smaller group of qualitative interviews where we can dive into themes that unfold in the intercept survey. So if we're seeing any trends in the survey data, the contractor in the interviews will be able to explore those. So we've we've gotten started on that first stage, the intercept survey for both of the sites. Willy Wu Wong, we're about halfway through and have about 400 surveys completed. And the contractor is out surveying today and will continue through, um, through a, I think, two or three more weeks in this month. Um, Stanion Street Edge, we will start the surveying in about two weeks. Uh, they're doing pre-testing with the survey um, uh, protocol right now. Uh, I've been working closely, as Peg mentioned, with BART, and I've also met with the Rec and Park team to acclimate myself with these projects and to make sure that we're asking about all of the large um, aspects of each renovation. Um, and we'll have preliminary data from these intercept surveys as early as July for the Willy Wuwu Wong um, project, which is really exciting, and um, as early as August for Stanion. As far as complete findings, that includes both the intercept survey and those qualitative interviews. Those will come later in October or November. Um, and I'll look forward to making sure we present all of those to you once we have them. That's everything for me, but happy to answer questions. Thanks, Emily. I also wanted to see if Member Pantoja wanted, had anything to add.
Bart, you're muted if you're trying to speak. Okay, any questions for Emily? Oh, no, no questions. Sorry. Okay, great. Great Thank job, you. Emily, by the way, though. Look forward to seeing the results. Great. Thank you, Emily. Um, and Roseanne, if you can give me the presenter ball, we have slides to go through for the next item, 7C, the CSA Division Updates and Work Plan. Sure. Uh, there you go. Should be there now. Peg, you're muted. I just unmuted you. Okay. Is there um, any way to try to get it a little larger or is that? Are you seeing my slide deck now? Yes, it's just coming in. Oh no, that makes it, that is cuts that it off. No, that cuts off half of it. So it All makes right, it. Let me try something else. Uh, better? A little bit. So it's monitors to spring vertically. Yeah, it's coming in partial instead of the full. It's coming in portrait instead of landscape. So I don't okay. know if your monitor is set on. I just put it on the other monitor. Is that better? No, no. it's the same. Any better? No, and we're not seeing the slide deck getting. We're seeing a different slide from from the one that uh, from the yes. presentation. Let's see. Just okay. Hang on one second. Do you want me to give a shot at sharing? I haven't done it before, but. Um. How's that? That's better. Much better. That's good. Okay. There you go, Peg. <clears throat> okay. Um, so. We have an agenda item where we step through our work plan for the upcoming fiscal year. Uh, Mark De La Rosa and myself met with your liaison, Judy Sanderlin, last week to talk through some of the details. And um, some of this I'll go through quickly since I think you're familiar with the content. And then we have a little bit of detail on our plans to date for the fiscal year. So this is just a summary of the mandates of our um, unit, which we're all familiar with from the charter. We're the city's internal auditor, <clears throat> and there are specific mandates in Charter Appendix F for us to evaluate the quality and quantity of city services, um, work for transparency, putting information out to the public, 
There's some specific requirements about measuring and reporting on the city's um, performance on streets, parks, and sidewalks. And then a couple of other specific mandates important to this committee is the whistleblower hotline and website. This is a summary of the work conducted just under our two divisions. Um, the, all the basic types of audits conducted by that unit, the city's internal auditor doing performance and operational audits, fiscal and compliance audits, and the whistleblower program. Over in my unit, we do analysis and reporting. Um, we work with all city departments to have good performance measures and get those into a database that serves the mayor's budget book and several other reporting uh, functionalities. We do work um, with and for each department under a work order that we get from them under our funding um, requirements. And then we have citywide and interdepartmental projects where we can allocate our costs across our whole um, set of cost centers so that the city can work effectively on interdepartmental um, uh, things that need progress. Um, for work planning, we anticipate the fiscal year by going through charter and administrative code requirements. Sometimes there are new things, new regulations or requirements that have been introduced into the environment. We check with the mayor and the board. Um, we talk to other leadership. We try and go down at least a couple of layers in each city department, the big ones that we talk to. During this year, it's been a little bit more circumscribed just because we're not going to have as many hours to be able to allocate in the first part of the year. But we really try and understand the operating environment of each department as we work with them. We compile a list of potential projects and audits, um, and then we go through a balancing process where we look at the funding available and the staff time available and any um, uh, calendar priorities and make a work plan. We update it on a formal basis. Um, at the beginning of each fiscal quarter, just because you know things could have changed or uh, projects had to be started or stopped for a number of timing reasons. So there's a, a formal update at the start of every quarter. Um, as I mentioned, we have quite a few vacancies, at least in my unit, a little bit less so in audits, but in the first half of the fiscal year, we're just not gonna have <clears throat> as many hours to allocate as we normally would. So um, it's just gonna take us longer to ramp up with some of our major client departments. Um, just to give you a sense of scale in the upcoming fiscal year, uh, $20 million estimated will be our operating budget. That's the two tenths of 1% that we get from each department. And then we also get an allocation from the uh, bond issuances, which is how we uh, do work with and for you. For example, the um, surveying uh, project that Emily and Bart spoke to is, is our costs are covered in this way. And depending on the timing and the size of bond issuances, we're, we're usually guessing between three and $7 million in any given fiscal year. For all of these funding sources, if we don't spend the money, it goes back to the underlying um, source. So the allocation we get from MTA, for example, if we don't spend it, it becomes part of their fund balance. Um, we have about, when we are fully staffed, it'll be about 80 people um, between both units. Um, we are staffing up in my unit. And um, if, if Mark wants to comment on their staffing, he can when we get to the audit section. Um, this is, again, just to give you a sense of scale, our largest clients are the city's largest departments. Uh, this is order of magnitude. The Department of Public Health, between their normal operations and the two hospitals, about four and a half million. MTA about two and a half million and on down the line. So again, our goal is to have a robust work program with each of these large departments that is looking sort of across their strategic areas and working with them on any interdepartmental things that need to take priority. But again, this gives you a sense of scale of, of the work we do with each department. Um, 
For city performance, our, this is a list of our ongoing programs, a good-sized program which we group under the heading performance. So that's the scorecards, the database that contains all the city performance measures. We're moving a lot of this content to a new, more accessible format um, that's going to be on sf.gov, and you probably hear about it during the year. It'll simplify a lot of the displays, um, but all in all, it'll be really excellent progress for the city to get more of its uh, content into more accessible formats. Streets, parks, and sidewalks, we have evaluation programs underway. Some of these were paused quite a bit during COVID and we're catching up. Um, we expect to have initial round of data on the uh, commercial streets evaluations program in the next couple of months. Nonprofit program, we work with all the city departments that um, hold nonprofit contracts. We do a joint monitoring effort so that um, the same departments aren't going out with the same questions to nonprofit providers on fiscal and compliance. And then we have a, a program where any department, uh, I mean, the CBO that's having uh, trouble meeting the city standards, we can provide them technical assistance, board development, financial planning, compliance, um, and we do a fair amount of direct outreach to CBOs under that program. Um, we hope to restart a teaching program next year. Again, this was paused largely because of COVID, but we do a fair amount of teaching and training to other city departments on the softwares that they use most commonly, Lean, Power BI, um, Excel have been probably the major topics. Again, we hope to start that up again as our staffing improves. And then we're the city's administrator for the Our City, Our Home, the big C um, source of funding. So we have uh, staff devoted specifically to um, the budget proposals that they make and working with the community organizations that they represent. And then there'll be a major needs assessment underway during this fiscal year. Um, just to touch on a couple of major projects that we hope to get started in the new fiscal year. Department of Public Health, we've been working with them as the COVID emergency winds down to restructure their population health program, implement mental health SF, and then restart a project that we had, which really talks about mapping flow between uh, the different elements of the system, the hospitals and clinics. We have ongoing work with homelessness and supportive housing coming out of COVID as the SIP hotels are wound down and they're uh, uh, bringing shelters back online and then undergoing a major expansion in the systems care, more supportive housing and more shelters. MTA, we're working with them now on improving their contracting business processes and then hope to bring to bear some of the citywide work that's being planned on to ease city hiring because they have a lot of um, vacancies and specialty craft recruitments and apprentice programs at the MTA that need assistance. And then finally, at Human Services, um, we're working with them now on an assessment to their financial management programs and hope to start a couple of other projects next fiscal year. Um, I think I'm going to skip over these just in interest of time, um, but we're certainly happy to answer any questions and we'll have this will be completed in the next couple of months and then there'll be a written document issued um, that will detail our work plans and list the uh, most critical projects. And I will stop and turn it over to Mark to comment on the audit sections. Great, thanks Peg. Um, on the uh, CSA audit side, just wanted to highlight uh, really the audit programs or categories of work that we have been working on and will continue to work uh, next fiscal year. Um, the top left-hand side is, is something that you're probably more familiar with. Uh, this is our construction audit program. Uh, this is where we take, you know, the one-tenth of one percent of the bond proceeds and we conduct audits um, uh, related to the various uh, internal controls, uh, project ex expenditures uh, regarding the uh, various geo bond programs 
um, within that portfolio work, um, which we uh, had to, as, as Peg alluded to, uh, put a pause on this one, uh, just given COVID the last couple of years, uh, but we plan to uh, pick it back up uh, next fiscal year uh, in, in conducting our, um, our audit work related to uh, construction audits. Uh, we also have on the, uh, the middle, uh, the performance and compliance audit program, and these are the effectiveness, efficiency, economy type of work um, that, that we conduct on, um, on various departmental activities, uh, internal controls. Uh, this is also where we uh, put um, our efforts related to our mandated audits. As you know, uh, there are uh, various provisions in the city admin code and charter that requires us to conduct audits, uh, including leases, uh, concessions, um, and other uh, uh, aspects of our uh, admin code. Uh, we also have on the top right-hand side, public integrity assessments uh, that as you all know, we've been working on since 2020. Uh, there are still uh, uh, two or three other deliverables that we are gonna be completing uh, that will carry forward to next fiscal year uh, that I reported uh, in the previous agenda item. Uh, we also conduct IT and systems audits, uh, penetration testings of our of our um, systems and 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 the uh, various vulnerability and maturity assessments uh, surrounding our IT cybersecurity. Uh, whistleblower program also falls within CSA audits. And then on the other activities, uh, really these are the the um, other things that we do, including following up on our on our recommendations every six months. Um, we also uh, make sure that we comply with the yellow book or the government auditing standards. Uh, we conduct risk assessments and various analytics to make sure that we're focusing on the right um, uh, projects and activities to audit. And then on the bottom uh, of the, uh, the last bullet uh, is really our, uh, we still have um, some carved out um, hours for next fiscal year related to our COVID-19 uh, cost recovery. As you all know, we uh, um, have been submitting claims to uh, FEMA and various other uh, state and federal entities. And our audits unit is, is, um, is responsible for uh, cost recovery for the city. So pre-auditing our, our, uh, our submittals, our documentation, just to make sure that we're maximizing our city's uh, cost recovery. Well, the next slide is really just to uh, highlight, um, and I'm sure that you've seen this list of uh, geobond um, expenditure audits. So we've completed 10 so far. Uh, we started this about five years ago uh, per this committee's request. Um, we are going to, uh, we have at least um, two uh, placeholders for next fiscal year. One is the uh, 2018 seawall safety improvement. We've been tracking uh, really the expenditures against these uh, geobond programs just to make sure that we have enough transactions that we can actually audit. Um, so we are tracking it very closely just to make sure that we are uh, able to actually initiate uh, these expenditure audit um, of, of the geobond programs. On the next slide is just to list all of our public integrity work. Um, as mentioned, we are gonna, uh, we have uh, about three or four different um, engagements related to this for next fiscal year. And on the last slide is just to uh, show you um, that our CSA audits unit um, complies with the yellow book standards in uh, July, 2021 was the last um, uh, peer review process that we went through. It's basically a process whereby uh, other um, jurisdictions come and, and test out our procedures, our work papers, just to make sure that we are in compliance. Um, and that's just to uh, call out the, uh, the standard that we're using as part of our audit uh, engagements. I think that's the uh, last and we're happy to answer any questions that the committee has.
And then I also wanted to invite member Sanderlin if she had any comments from our meeting with her. Yeah, I don't have any specific comments. Um, thank you for spending the time with me. It was very educational and a bit more in depth um, as to the process you all go through to actually choose your focus. And, and you both mentioned kind of the balance, um, the required um, programs and the, the voluntary ones that surface. So um, thank you for that additional education that, that lends some insight into um, your work plan as you presented it. Great, thank you. Sorry for the lightning speed there. Any questions from any members? Yeah, I have a question. This is Bart. Um, for the auditor, so these 2018 seawall safety improvements, so you have a planned expansion, so fiscal year 22 through 23, so that audit would be done and we'd see a report in the end of 2023, possibly. Is that kind of the... That's that's correct. So we're, we placed a couple of placeholders for next fiscal year for geo bond expenditure audits. And the first one will be uh, the 2018 uh, seawall safety. As mentioned, we're, we're really tracking the expenditures uh, against uh, this geo bond program just to make sure that uh, there is enough um, construction uh, related expenditures that have been let because really the, the gist of, of these um, audits are to make sure that uh, bond funds are being expended um, per the ballot measure. Um, and I think the last time we looked at, at the seawall, a lot of the expenditures have been on the pre-construction uh, expenditures related to the program. So we want to make sure that it transitions to the uh, construction-related um, project um, activities just to make sure we're capturing, uh, you know, the, the gist of the uh, bond uh, program itself. Well, thank you, Mark. No, exactly to that point. They Nothing's moved except for pre-construction design and actually research. So. Okay, excellent. I may or may not, I think I might be turned out by that point, but I look forward to anything you you guys find. So thank you. Uh, Member Matthews, just a, a quick comment. I just want to thank uh, Mark and Peg for the work that their their outfit does. Um, you know, y'all don't get the shiny pictures of infrastructure, but this is like some of the most important work that the city engages with. So I appreciate it. I heartily second that. Thank you, Tim. Yes. Um, that's a good segue, I think. Thank you both. Um, I've shared this news with some of you all, but um, I am leaving the job. Uh, this will be my last Bach meeting and indeed my last day of work with the city is this Friday the 10th. Um, and I wanted to do two things. One is just thank you very much for all the work you've done with our unit over the years. I, I really do think that this committee has added important value to the city's bond spending. The sort of steady improvement into the delivery of these programs over the years that I've been working here, I think is partly due to effective oversight. I really I really think that as much as I'm a bureaucrat and it's hard to do sometimes, it, it really has been very effective for the city and that's because of your volunteer service to your community. So thank you. Um, and I wanted to introduce Natasha Mihal, who is taking the job. So Natasha can put her camera on for a second. And just say hello. Um, Natasha's worked with me for many, many years, and I'm really, really excited and happy that she is taking the job. And she's a, a tremendously skilled person, and I know you will enjoy working with her. And I wanted her to say hello. 
Hi everyone, Natasha Mihal uh, with the City Performance Group. I think I'll maybe say it for the first time. I mean, the incoming City Performance Director. I haven't said that out loud. I've been working with Peg for 15 years, so I think I'm in a good place to build on the amazing team and work and programs that Peg has built up over time. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing how we can even raise this group higher into its next iteration. Uh, especially looking forward to the 20th anniversary that'll be coming up in the next couple of years. Thanks. Great. Thank you, Natasha. And well, thank I will miss you and we wish you well in your next adventure. I, I, are you at liberty to say what you're doing? If, if not, I understand, but we will miss you and you've been a terrific uh, staff leader, you and Mark. I just have to thank you both. It's really been a pleasure to work with you. Thank you. I feel the same. Um, it's not a mystery. No, I'm not going to another job. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> get off the treadmill for a little while and uh, take some time off and do some traveling. And uh, before I came to the city, I was in the environmental movement. So eventually, I think I might go back there. But uh, first, I'm just going to enjoy myself for a little while and let my head clear from 25 years of city government and kind of see what comes next. Well, that sounds like a well-deserved break. Best of luck to you. Yeah, congratulations, Peg. And thanks for everything you've, you've helped the committee with. Thanks very much. Um, couple, just a couple more items. We're doing good on time, it seems. So uh, public finance, the usual memo was in your packet. I'll turn it over to Vishal Trivedi for that item. Hi. <clears throat> Good morning, members of the committee. Uh, Vishal Thrithi from the Office of Public Finance. Um, before I start, I just want to take a, uh, a moment of personal privilege to uh, wish uh, Peg the best and uh, offer my, my congratulations and appreciation to her for all of her fine work through the years. It's been a pleasure working with you uh, as a colleague in the controller's office. And also welcome to Natasha and congratulations to you as well. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, I am from the Office of Public Finance and I'm just here to provide a, an update on the uh, upcoming calendar of geo bond issuances. Uh, we, uh, you can refer to the memo in your, your packet uh, just as an update from the last meeting. We did issue uh, last month a series of general obligation refunding bonds. The savings wasn't quite what we had originally been anticipating, but uh, because of the the rises in interest rates uh, over the last several uh, weeks. So, uh, but we were able to secure approximately $25.8 million in uh, net present value savings uh, with through, through the issuance of those bonds. And uh, in the memo uh, that I have included in the packet for uh, this meeting, you'll see that there are placeholders for uh, this upcoming fiscal year um, for health and recovery bond, seawall and affordable housing issuances. And uh, I would just, uh, say that those are indeed placeholders for now. Uh, we don't have firm uh, estimates on timing and, and uh, issuance amounts that will be uh, firmed up once we have a chance to meet with the departments and, and review cash flow expenditure uh, plans and, and such. So uh, I hope to have an update for you on size and timing um, with a little more detail or specificity uh, in our next next meeting perhaps. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer those. Questions for Vishal. Okay, seeing none. Um, the last item 
in item seven is your own work plan for the upcoming fiscal year. I updated the dates and the chart and I put it in the packet and I think I'll just see if I can pull it up on the screen too and do it a little bit more effectively than the last one. Uh, okay. Let's see. Well, it went away. Sorry, hang on a second. This is why they should leave these things to the professionals. Well, while you're working on that, Peg, if I may, I also want to thank you and welcome Natasha to the committee as your committee secretary. It's been great working around you. Okay. Um, are people seeing the calendar now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, your meetings are typically the fourth Monday of the month, except for December and June when they're moved up a couple of weeks to avoid the holidays in the case of December and the fiscal year end close in the case of June. Um, no meeting in July, people are on vacation. So your next meeting would be in August and then the pattern would be August, October, December, February, April, June. So these are the dates that the meetings would fall on. And again, per the cadence that we worked out last year, each program appears before you twice a year, once for a fully fleshed out report um, where you're having the all the program managers before you talking through their scope, schedule, and budget and progress, giving updates, answering any questions. And then at the six months opposite that event, there's a liaison report. So one of your members who is um, working on that program would, in anticipation of the liaison report, um, try and make sure that they had a meeting with the program manager, understood any issues that have been occurring during the year, maybe go on a site visit if they wanted to do that so that when the liaison report event comes, um, they can speak to the content um, in the way that member Crawford did this time and um, the uh, member Post did last time. Um, and when the liaison report comes, you're also certainly welcome to ask the program managers to join the meeting if there's any specific questions or content that you want them to present. So this calendar um, shows each bond program going on the pattern that we established in the current year. And then down on this one, the Homelessness Health Parks um, 2020 Recovery Bond. You haven't had any reporting on your calendar for it yet. Um, again, it, it was approved in 2020. Um, they have been issuing accountability reports. So there's a, a decent amount of content available to report on from that. Um, uh, Member Sanderlin and Brian Larkin both volunteered to be liaisons on it although you may wish to kind of restructure the liaison uh, functions uh, later on in the summer and at your August meeting, by which time we hope to have new members appointed, but um, that'll be sort of a future consideration. This bond will be a little bit more complicated for reporting because <clears throat> the departments that are delivering are Rec and Park, Public Works, uh, Public Health, and 
um, OHSH also has projects on there. So um, again, I, I, they're working together to issue the accountability report. So the same content is reported together from all the city bond program managers that are part of it, but it's a little bit more multivariate than most of the programs. Um, and then the other items down below that new uh, one. So that would, would appear on your agenda for the first time in August. Um, and again, Natasha and Roseanne can help with that and make sure that it's adequately prepared um, for your August meeting. Um, below that is, is standard content, the whistleblower program reports, my division's reports, um, our bond report, which is coupled with the capital program, and then any other committee business that appears on your agenda every time. Um, so I'll stop there and see if anybody has questions or comments on kind of the way the calendar is laid out. Yep. Hey, Peg, this is Bart. Um, so this is the calendar. Basically, this, we're at the end of this calendar. Will this calendar be either posted or... Wait a minute. I'm sorry. There's a new calendar. Never mind. Am I on the correct page? Yeah. So your your existing calendar is up here, and now I'm rolling down to your 22-23 meetings. Thanks, Peg. Yeah, I just okay. totally missed that second half of that. Thank you. Uh, Peg, this is uh, Member Matthews. Um, I've volunteered for the, the housing bonds, so we can stick okay. me in there. And then as we go forward, like you said, um, we can work on our kind of co-liaison structure so we've got coverage as the normal attrition happens. Great. Um, so turning to the subject um, of the committee membership. So we, I'm really happy that um, Pia Gein has joined. Thank you very much for your willingness to serve. Um, and the mayor's office uh, acted reasonably quickly, finally, to get her on board. So that's great. Um, there's still one vacancy of appointing authority as the Board of Supervisors. And um, we have uh, Siobhan McHugh, appointing authority as the mayor, who had asked to be um, replaced given her family responsibilities. So that's on the replacement list. And then um, member Post, did you wanna share your news with the group? Yes, I'll do that now, thank you. This is also my last GOBOC meeting. I've been appointed to one of the two new public works commissions. You all might remember that in November, 2020, San Francisco voters voted on what was Prop B, dividing DPW into two departments, public works, which will still do the design, construction, of capital project work, and then sanitation streets, which will do maintaining street quality, street trees, and the obvious as it sounds. And um, I was recently confirmed by the Board of Supervisors, appointed by Controller Rosenfield, um, to be on the Public Works Commission uh, rather than the Sanitation Streets Commission. So I'll need to resign from GOBOC, but I just want to thank you all for um, being great colleagues. I must say it's really a drag meeting over WebEx and not in person. My experience both on this committee with others is that it's very difficult to build friendships and collegiality and camaraderie when, when we're just looking at each other on the screen. It really, I think, puts 
all groups uh, at a handicap. That's my personal opinion. But but anyway, I've enjoyed serving with you. I want to thank Peg again and Mark and Ben for appointing me. And I also, Pia, I think it's terrific that you're joining and given your position at SPUR, I really hope you'll take a serious look at, at taking on the Easter bonds as the uh, committee's liaison. I've really enjoyed it. And I don't know if there are any uh, Easter bond people still on the call, but uh, I, I really enjoyed meeting the DPW project managers. They always answered all of my questions promptly. I asked tough questions. They provided information quickly. It was really, um, it was really a very rewarding experience working as the Easter bond liaison. I learned a lot and and really found it very interesting, and it helped I think prepare me for this new position on the Public Works Commission. So thank you all, and um, you know you have my contact information. Feel free to reach out if there's anything I ever I can do for you on the commission. I've never been on a commission before, so this is going to be new for me. But I'm actually looking forward to being on a new commission and and maybe you know doing things a little differently since it's a fresh start for everybody. So uh, best of luck to all of you, and I'm sure I'll see all of you along the way. Thank you, Lauren. You'll be missed. It was yeah. a pleasure with you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks member post appreciate your your work on this committee and uh, smart of the board of supervisors to steal you away to, to head this new this new endeavor. So best of luck. Thanks, Tim. I don't know if I'll be having it, but I will be serving on it. But thank you. <laughs> so um, we anticipate being able to fill the vacancy created by member post resignation. Um, we have some candidates in mind, so I <clears throat> I feel confident that the seat um, will be filled by the time of your August meeting. We also have some good candidates to propose to the mayor and board for their vacancies. So um, again, I will you know share all of my briefing notes and conversations with these folks with um, Natasha and Ben is aware of them. So we'll really work hard to get those uh, vacancies appointed by the time of your August meeting. Um, so when August comes, um, you'll have a couple of organizational things to do if we're successful. Um, and typically, I think you've also elected a chair and a vice chair at your first meeting in a new fiscal year. So you'll have that task to do. Um, and I think I should stop there and see if um, either uh, Chair McHugh or Vice Chair Matthews um, had any suggestions or comments they wanted to make about uh, anything to do between now and August or how to proceed? I don't have any comments. I know we're running really short on time. Tim, do you have any comments? Uh, no, just that I, I shared with uh, our newest member to to take a look at um, the the different liaison appointments and to plug in with the interests and maybe to take the advice of uh, departing member post to get involved with Ezra Bonds and um, we'll kind of regroup into this next fiscal year and and I think maybe work on that co-liaison structure and so we have uh, backup and continuity as we go forward. Great. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces here, I think, so might be a little early to tackle any of that until we know who some of these new members are, but but thank you for everybody who, who has served and will be departing. It's going to be a, a different landscape in our next few meetings, I think. Well, thank you also, and congratulations on your family, Siobhan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. 
Do we do we need to take public comment one more time? Yes. Or, okay. This is a uh, member real quick if I could. So sorry to go back to the calendar. So that first uh, August meeting, it says the 23rd of August. That's a Tuesday. My calendar, is that correct? Are we doing it Tuesday or is it a Monday? Sorry, it should be the 22nd, the Monday. Sorry, I'll, I'll correct that. So Monday, August 22nd would be your next meeting. Okay, shall I move to public comment? Yes. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, access code 2491-453-2282, then pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Please note that you will have three minutes. I don't see any hands raised, so may I close public comment for this item? Yes, thank you. Public comment is now closed. May we move to adjournment? Yes. Is there a motion to adjourn? Yes. Second. Second. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks everyone. everyone. Have a good thank rest you. of your day. Yeah. Yes. Further